Last week I had the privilege of preaching on 2 Timothy 3 verses 10 to 17 where Paul urges Timothy to continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. We saw that this call is most important especially when we face pressures to give up on the Christian life when things are tough when the going's difficult as it will be at times because Paul reminds Timothy everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted and in face of that Paul brings two encouragements to bear on this situation first he reminds Timothy that the gospel isn't just so much theory so many words but it's been lived out in the lives of his mother Eunice his grandmother Lois and especially in the life of the Apostle Paul himself so too we should remember that the gospel isn't just playing with words but we too have seen it lived out in the godly lives of those who have mentored us in the past when we feel discouraged or find ourselves plagued with doubts we do well to remember their example how they lived out the gospel through thick and thin Fiona very helpfully developed that thought in last week's podcast, so feel free to go back and listen again. But Paul's second encouragement, the one that I want to focus on this week, is the call to continue in the Holy Scriptures and to draw strength and encouragement from them. Of course, for Paul and Timothy, that meant primarily the Old Testament, since much of the New Testament hadn't been penned at that particular stage. And Paul tells us that what marks out these writings, these scriptures, is that they are, quote, God-breathed. That's one word in the original Greek, theopneustos, literally theos, that's God, and pneustos coming from pneuma, which is breath or spirit. According to Paul, that's what makes scripture unique and special. It's not just human ideas with a touch of the divine mixed in. No, scripture is the result of God's creative breath. Of course, God used human beings to pen the Bible and they left something of the imprint of their humanity on the things they wrote. So the style of Paul is very different from the style of, say, John or Peter or Mark. God didn't just dictate the message. He used the personalities of the authors. But the essential thing is that the result was exactly what God wanted to communicate. And that's underscored by Peter in his second letter, chapter 1, verses 19 to 21, where he says, We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Peter and Paul, you see, are saying exactly the same thing, that scripture exists because of God's powerful working, with the result that the scriptures are, in Peter's words, completely reliable. But Paul doesn't stop at that, he goes further. Because he's not just out to promote scripture for its own sake. So what he goes on to do is to tell us that these scriptures are able to make us, quote, wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's what scripture's for. Remember, of course, that he was thinking mainly of the Old Testament and telling us basically then that the Old Testament points to Jesus. 
And the intention of the Old Testament in pointing to Jesus is that we should find salvation in Christ. That's the same as Jesus said to the Pharisees on one occasion. We read in John chapter 5 verses 39 and 40. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Of course, we've also got the New Testament scriptures now, scriptures that point back to Christ and help us to see how the Old Testament was fulfilled in his life. These two are part of Holy Scripture that's been God-breathed. There's a little hint of that in 2 Peter 3, that even in the time of the New Testament, there was a recognition of the fact that the New Testament writings were also scripture. So Peter in verses 15 and 16 refers to Paul's writings, which he then groups with, quote, the other scriptures. And we shouldn't be surprised at that. If God's gone to the length of providing salvation in Christ and has promised it through the Old Testament scriptures, it should be no surprise that God's made sure that there is an accurate and reliable record of that in the New Testament. Jesus promised as much when he was in the upper room with his disciples. In John 14 verse 26 we read, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then in chapter 16 verse 13 we read, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Of course, these promises were directly addressed to the Twelve, giving us the assurance that the message which they passed on wasn't their own or dependent on their fallible memories. But coming back to 2 Timothy, Paul indicates that Scripture does its work of making us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus in a number of ways. And in verse 16 he says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. Scripture teaches us the truth. If we want to know the truth, that's where we look. The Bible is our reliable source book. Scripture rebukes us when we are willful, helping us to get back on track because we're prone to err and to stray. Scripture corrects us when we go wrong so that we are restored to the right path. It trains us to be righteous, showing us the things to concentrate on. And all of that has the intent, according to verse 17, that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So Paul wants to encourage Timothy and us to keep on in the Christian path, to not give up. And the scriptures are part of God's provision for us to help us. As we just noted, that work happens in various ways. In other words, the scriptures aren't just a theology textbook or an apologetics handbook. Their intent is to thoroughly equip us for every good work. Paul doesn't just want us to survive, but to thrive. So let's keep digging into scripture. Let's keep exposing our lives to its scrutiny. Let's accept its rebukes and corrections. And let's learn its disciplines. Then, we will not only continue in what we've heard, learned and become convinced of, but we'll also flourish and bring glory to God, our Saviour. 